The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Today, believe it or not, is the 1st of December, 2018. Hey, I went out today, got a Christmas tree. The house is all decorated outside, most of it inside. Uh, got a wreath, put that up tomorrow. And the tree I had to have delivered, um, that's going to be here Tuesday, and I can't wait. Uh, Fraser Fur. Um, incredible, incredible tree. There is no daylight through it. It's that thick, and it's going to be a blast. And this is my favorite time. I love Christmas. I've had Christmas music playing since Thanksgiving. Um, I probably could tell you every song that's going to rotate after the other. I don't care. You sit around stuff like that, it's the best damn feeling you could ever have in your life. And uh, if you don't believe me, I dare you to go out and try it. On that note, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose. Out through your mouth and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. And I was made to succeed. Why? Because that's what the whole thing's about here. Speaking in a manner to yourself that is not only respectful, but will get you where you want to go. And we're doing more and more shows. Um, We've got our pal Adrian Wilson coming in here shortly. Um. We did a show last week that was phenomenal, but once again, you know, you have these technical problems, so you correct them, and today, we should be very, very good, Um, but I'm anxious to get her in, and I'm not going to go on a tangent, but um, there's just some people like next, uh, Steve Cotter, I'm just waiting here on the 15th, Um, that's my dad's anniversary uh, when we lost him to cancer. And Steve's been with me from almost the very beginning, and who better to talk about something like that? I wasn't going to get into that, but we're going to make an effort to talk about people we love and the gratitude, because I know my pop would be extremely proud of what I'm doing, and my dad wouldn't be the kind of guy who says, well, you're not making ten grand, quit it. My father would have booted me across the room if I said that. So... We're going to get into that. That's very exciting stuff because these are things and these are hard times for a lot of people. Um, I know my mom and a few of my siblings, the 15th is not an easy day. But you know what? My dad's the kind of guy that would have said, I have no doubt, go live your life. And that's what I'm telling everybody on the show. Don't be afraid of life. You are the best and you are unique and you got to go out and fulfill what you were put here to do, not just stand there and wait for things to happen. As Frank Klein used to say, make it happen. Also, too, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product right now. Um, 14 modules that will change your life. Um, it's all stuff we're doing on and off here at the FBC Stone and Steel Yard. There's tons of stuff going on here. 
next year we'll talk about it. Right now we are preparing for 2019 in a big way. Very exciting stuff. Very, very exciting stuff. Also, too, um, our Prosperity Conscious page, that's where you come in here and, you know, a $25, $50, or $100 investment in these companies would be much appreciated, believe me. Um, there's going to be some changes to the show next year, too. Um, and if you would like to uh, invest, we would greatly appreciate it. And there's been many that have. And you know damn well that I uh, appreciate every one of you for it. But there's an awful lot of information we are giving away. And if we're not selling product or getting investment, there's going to have to be some other things to think about down the road. But, you know, we'll tackle that next year and we'll see where we are and where we want to go. But. We're bigger than life, and don't ever forget that. Also, too, go out to MotivationMuscle.com um, slash category slash podcast. Uh, it's going to be great to do some shows with Adrian. Um, you're going to really enjoy listening to her. Um, it, it, it's, it's great to talk to people that love life. Um, and I, I can just tell from our uh, brief speaking engagements that um, – you know, you know my feeling who I want in the family, who I want surrounding all of us. And she is definitely one of them. We are going to be doing big, big things next year, and I want her to be part of that if she wants to be. That's that's up to her. Also, too, sign up for a free newsletter um, at motivationmuscle.com. Um, when I put stuff out, you know how much rich content you get here. Also, another investment in motivationmuscle.com. Um, advertise with us i promise you you won't be disappointed whatsoever and we're going to be around for at least 30 more years i guarantee it also our youtube channel real men real strength real power there's plenty of material out there i haven't put anything new out but you know when you're training alone i just can't run a camera and, and, a, and an ipod i i don't have the the patience for that stuff i, I like i said i'll throw it across the driveway um when you're out doing things you need to focus on what you're doing that's just me maybe other people can good for you i can't i just can't sit there and i don't want to be getting chalk all over a 500 hundred dollar camera and i've my hands are just bleached with chalk but on that note i am going to introduce and bring in adrian to the family and we're going to welcome her aboard but before i do i'm going to give you a little information on her um, and she has, I will warn you up front that she is very accomplished, so I'm not going to read everything, but I'm sure when I introduce her, she can say anything that I missed that she feels is pertinent, and we'll go from there. Number one, she's a personal coach at Athletes Arena and Fit 413. She's been involved in Highland Games, throwing you name it, and I'll let her get into that if she would like to, but there's a couple things that, among many, are very, very impressive that I go through. Number one, she's the first woman to certify of closing the captain. You, you know, you remember Randy's crushing grip? Oh, my God. Well, she closed the number two, the COC number two. And one of the big things, because we talked uh, extensively about her with Hodgkin's lymphoma and how she beat it and how she can go and do the things she's doing, which is such a major thing because, you know, we talked for quite a while offline before we came on. And, you know, your attitude, how you think of yourself, 
who you line your life up with is paramount. Now, no one's saying that you can't get disease or you can't get hurt. We've all had injury. Some of us have had life-threatening things. But I know it's hard when you're looking at things and saying, why me? Or I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Well, for all of you, if you anything like that, myself included, I think all of us here have the tenacity to make it because we all do one thing and believe in it. We believe in physical culture, the mind, body, and your belief, your spirit. However you want to equate that, whether it's God, you know, it can be anything. But you have to have a belief. And if you don't believe, you're not going to last no matter what you do. So on that note, Adrian, welcome back and welcome to the family. Thanks, Eric. It's so nice to be on the show. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm really looking forward to our chat today. (laughs) um, Obviously, I want you to give out anything that I lost uh, or didn't say. And, um, you know, anywhere, any place that anybody can get a hold of you if they got questions on training or maybe want to employ you, whatever. So take it away. All right, sure. Well, uh, my, my biggest background was in track and field. I was a shot putter and discus thrower in high school. I really thought I was a discus thrower. <laughs> and then I figured out that the weight room was actually very beneficial. Yep. And that's when I started to get stronger and found out I was more of a shot putter. And uh, so track and field, big part of my life. It was... Um, uh, a great, just um, a boundary, but just was, it set me up really well for for just my life and yeah. and how I wanted to, you know, achieve and set goals and you know it just I I met some really amazing people that helped me along the way. So as far as who I am, I I attribute to track and field. Um, in college, again, it was it was track and field all the way. I actually got a degree too. Yeah, <laughs> but it, was, yeah. it was track and field for me, just throwing throwing and training and that that opened my eyes to just my life and, and what I'm passionate about is is you know being physical and lifting and throwing and competing and and it's just been an amazing journey so far so dragon field moved on to highland games now I'm mostly coaching and so it's it's, it's starting to my full circle starting to come around again as far as you know how how I was always looking up to my coaches and then you know I, I get to be a coach now and it's been pretty awesome yeah. Um, now they can get a hold of you through Facebook, right? Sure. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What I'm, else on, you got? I'm on Facebook. I'm, I'm Adrian Wilson. You might see my maiden yep. name in parentheses. That's Blewett. B L E W I T T. Okay. It's kind of um, hard to miss that one. Yep. <laughs> on, on Instagram, I am Adri Sue. A D R I S U E. Okay. Uh, I it's open, so you can check it out and see some of the fun stuff I get to do and uh, some of my training. I put some training videos on there um, and. and a lot of my dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you'll you'll find a bunch of stuff on there. Okay. Um, well, we, we, you know, we've already gone through this, but um, let's talk first, which is always the first question I ask anybody. What were the major, whether it was people, you know, cartoons, like a lot of the guys here, what was it that really got you into physical culture? I really was my parents. My parents yep. were very active when they were growing up. Um, my mom played basketball and softball, and uh, she was just always in the team sports. Um, it was very unusual for her because she also went to a Catholic school her entire life. And so mm-hmm. for her to find you know sports um, was, was pretty amazing. And then my father was also um, pretty athletic as well. He was more into the shooting and um, skiing and, and diving and and boating, you know, mostly, and so it's a little different, different realm of, of opportunities for for activity. I guess. Yeah, so, hell yeah, I, yeah. So, 
growing up, my sister and I both had, you know, awesome opportunities to learn to golf when we were eight. And I, I still, I love to golf. Uh, we did softball in the summers until we were in high school. You yeah. know? So it was, we were always active, always out on the boats, um, water skiing, um, tubing, just goofing off and swimming. Um, so just, we, we always had the opportunity to try something new. Um, I did do gymnastics when I was little. Yeah. I, I believe I did it for about two years. And then at that point there's, they said, okay, it's now time for you to get a little bit more serious. We need you to come more than once a week. And I wasn't ready for that. So yeah. I went on to something yep. else. Um, yep. my sister was the same way. She did some, some jazz and tap dancing and she got to the point where she's like, yep, I enjoyed it, but I'd like to move on. And my parents are very supportive of that. So we, we kept finding our path and, and were encouraged to try new things um, long enough that we, we could say it was a good effort. And then if, if it was not our passion, let's move on. Let's find something else that you're good at. And uh, so I actually found track and field through my sister. She started first. Um, she's two years older than I am. Okay. So she began throwing uh, the shot put and discus in seventh grade. And when I got to seventh grade, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And that was what my sister did. She threw the shot and discus. That's what I was going to do. Nice. And it turned out, turned out I was actually pretty good at it. So yeah, you are. I would, I, I would assume that I would, I would attribute my efforts um, um, to my parents because they were just so supportive and they gave me some really good genetics. So thank you. Yeah, for without a doubt. <laughs> um, you know what I want to ask you too, because especially with the gymnastics and the golf and all that. And we know in today's world how parents, a lot of them, um, too damn pushy. Uh, they're living vicariously through their children, a lot of them. And we read about how these kids basically are having nervous breakdowns, you know, at 10 years old. Let me ask you this. Um, obviously, your parents were very supportive and stuff, and they weren't drilling you to do this. What What's happened with people now? Is it... Is it because of so much with the media? Is it so much because everything is 24-7 right in your face and everybody thinks, you know, it's like football. My son's going to be Division One, or my daughter's going to be the greatest gymnast in the world. What's changed, like, from when you were a child? Or maybe it was, you know, obviously you had good parents without even knowing them just by what you're saying. But what's happened now with all this stuff, you think? Well, I'll tell you what, I have a unique opportunity that at one of the gyms at Athletes Arena, we do have a lot of athletes that come through there um, as young as eight. You know, we have some eight-year-olds um, that come through that are active gymnasts, and yeah. they are very talented gymnasts. And we have a, a number of um, very good um, gymnastic studios around around us. But um, I would I would say that, of course, you know, social media is, is huge because yep. these parents have these accounts for their children and all the incredible things that they are doing that we would never have seen before. So right, it does right. give the athlete, you know, that exposure um, for, you know, other clubs, for other coaches to advance their, their athletics. But they're also pointing out to other kids who may not even be close to that developmental, you know, ability. And they look at that and say, well, I'll never get to that. You know, right. or they're, they're discouraged and parents are, are pushing, pushing, pushing for a, a, a child who just doesn't have the ability mm-hmm. or, or just the talent to be at that level and, you know, just push too hard. I, I think my parents um, were, were different in that, you know, they, they made sure I went to practice and that I, I stuck to it and I was, I was training when I was supposed to. But then, you know, when the time came and I, I said, you know, I'd really like to try softball now. They say, okay. You know, it, it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't, they weren't. They didn't have my life planned out for me for the next 18 years to be a professional, you know, professional whatever, or a gymnast for, you yeah. know, teams would say. It was, I want you to be happy and active and not sit at home because I never, I never sat at home. I was outside all the time. Yep. 
Um, I never owned a gaming system. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of dating myself because I mean, there was like just not very many. I think Nintendo was first right, out. But, right. Um, it's just different today. There's there's so much more stimulation out there that it, it you know forces parents to try to be the best and everything because they they see what everybody else is doing. When before, I mean, you just you could talk to other parents and say, oh yeah, they did a you know back handspring today. It was pretty awesome. When right. It's that was you know just the word of mouth is is wasn't as apparent as you know seeing it on Instagram or on 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 their Facebook. So. Well, yeah, and I agree with it. But and I got two. I got one question and kind of a follow up because I I want to hear what you say to this. Are, do, do you golf anymore? I do. I do. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me ask you this as as a world class athlete. And it could be, let, we're going to talk about you with it, and then we're going to talk about if you're in a situation of saying, let's just say um, a 10-year-old gymnast, okay? And you're the coach. Now, let me ask you this. I'm sure if you haven't, you're going to have to watch it. Um, Rocky Four, when, you know, <laughs> supposedly he was in Russia, Oh, yes. Okay, fighting, you know, obviously Ivan Drago. Drago, sure, sure. Right. (laughs) You know, like Drago says, I must break you, you know. And and in the the new Creed, he's uh, uh, Apollo Creed's son is fighting Drago's son. So, you know, everything comes full circle. But let me ask you this, because I'm thinking myself, I know what I would say. If you had an opportunity to go... And basically, you'll have the implements, but you also have the rule of nature. And you have the opportunity to take your gymnast with you and do the same thing. And we're talking what you love to do. And you know it's going to be harsher than ever. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I could stay right where I am right now and still do well, and I could win. Or... Eric gives you the opportunity to hop on a plane and go to somewhere so severe that you're going to have to learn a whole new side of Adrian. What would you do? I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) Either way, it's fine with me. I'm just saying because I've talked to you enough now where I think I I might know what you're going to say. But take it away. It's all yours. I have my passport ready. (laughs) I knew it. I know. Oh, I've, I've, I've done it. I, I picked up and I left um, a very comfortable and a, a, a comfortable, safe, still thriving training situation in Ashland, Ohio to move to Arizona. And okay. I knew three people in Arizona. I knew, yep. you know, my potential coach, the assistant coach, and then a family member, a family of friend that was going to allow me to stay with them. You know, so I, I picked up everything and I just moved because wow. that was my next step. And yep. it was scary. The first six months was terrible. I was so homesick. I, yep. uh, you know, I was very upset every day. And then after that six month period, when I started getting in my groove, I started seeing results. I started, you know, making new friends and work was going well. You know, everything started falling in place. And it was one of my favorite, you know, scary moments of my life was because I, I had to start again. I had to find the new me as an adult <laughs> Yeah, and then that next step that was part of my training and it it was it was a huge step for me I met some 
some new coaches that are still influencing me today. You know, so it's just, I, if I didn't have that opportunity, you know, my life would be way different right now. And, yeah. and so I, I, I'm very thankful and grateful that I, I took the advice of my coach say, and, and, and go and experience a new life there. And it was, it was great. <laughs> well, I mean, now that you look back on it, obviously you, you say quite a few things there. Do you think you would have reached the pinnacle where you are right now and where you want to go if you didn't do that? Could you still, uh, could you still done it in Ohio? I could have. Um, I would be very sad to have missed all the friendships that I made out there and, and mm-hmm. all the experiences of living on the West coast and, and, the track meet opportunities out there and, you know, just the day-to-day things that, that, you know, shape me into the adult I am because I, yeah. I know that it's, it's just a different, it's a different atmosphere out there and yep. different training, different, different everything. So there was, there were so many great things that I, I learned living out in Arizona that, you know, I, I may have had some e- equally um, important lessons living back in, in Ohio or in the East Coast. Sure. Sure. But, um, no, I, I don't, I don't want to give that up. I would never want to give that up. You know, no, no. I, I quit playing the what if game and the what have could have should have because it's the passes is, is what maybe who I am today. And yeah. yep. I, I never want to question that. <laughs> no, I'm with you because, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we talked about on the first show, you know, the training alone. The being like I was telling Charlie last night, I said the other day when I was out training, it wasn't real cold. It was like 39, but the wind was whipping. And I said mm-hmm. between sets, you know what I did? I just stood out in the middle of the driveway with my arms spread wide and didn't think of anything. It was like all I wanted was the wind and everything else just blowing right through me, literally. Mm-hmm. Why? I have no idea why, but I, it was something I wanted to just stand and do. And it wasn't for long. It might have been a minute. And all these things, I believe, go into everything you are, everything you do. The thing is, most people don't realize it or they don't feel there's relevance to it. Where I I, I engulf things like that, um, you know, and, and you know, People have said to me, well, how do you come up with these things or these show names or the equipment you want to, you know, you design things? How do you do this? And I said, mostly it's out of necessity Mm -hmm. because I have to be safe, especially if I'm alone handling a lot of weight. If I can't hold it or something happens, I could be dead or worse. Um, But I also think, too, you know, like you had parents that steered you but knew enough to pull back. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were that way. My father was a little bit more to the floor. <laughs> um, but I think that that was the way he did things. And, um, believe me, I've said it on the show. I thank God every day for him because I really think with a lot of the things that ha- have happened here, I would have broke if I didn't have him. Mm-hmm. Now you don't realize that, you know, you know, I go down and see him at the cemetery, and I always hear the bull that, well, they're not there. Jimmy, too, is with my father. And I'm like, I don't care if they're there or not. You know what I mean? It's it's just, see, 
you can do anything you want. You can think anything you want, you know, and, and it's like, why do I have to have parameters around things? I don't. All right. I know enough. Like, all right, if that's a little bit dangerous, what are we going to do? There, look, I didn't go to Iceland to tear my bicep in eight, <laughs> but it happened. Okay. It happened to a couple of us there. But my point is this, like I said in the beginning, and I said to you offline, you know, well, you know, be safe. And I'll just say, take a chance. Yep. <laughs> if you're not going to take a chance on yourself, who is? And if you want people to come in and buy advertising or be part of your family, you got to be able to show that you can do it. You can muster up. And that, to me, is very, very important. And that's why we do the stuff with the kids here and why I'm so adamant about all of my nieces and nephews, but especially Danny and Maggie. Maggie's Madeline, but we call her Maggie. Um, very important. I want them to carry this stuff with them their whole life, whether they're athletic or not. Because this kind of stuff builds the living hell out of you when you're out in that shark tank and everybody's fighting for nothing. If you realize that a lot of the stuff you're fighting with people for, disliking them for, really doesn't amount to a hill of beans, it might put your butt on the, on the right path to finally go out and do what you should do. That's what I'm saying. you got to stop counting yourself out. There is so many things to do. But you can comment on that. But the next question I got, too, which is interesting because obviously doing what you did, it takes guts, man. Most people are going to come home going, ooh, 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 yelping, you know what I mean? It's like, but here, here's well, there are a few phone calls that were similar to that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, that's, but that's okay. You stayed, yeah. you stayed the course, though. Yes, yeah. There's a difference. Um, for anybody, especially young girls, what would you tell them? You know, let's say they want to be the next great thrower or they want to be um, able to be captains of the crush, close number three. What what words would you say to the young women coming up right now that to encourage them or put in your own words? What do you think, Adrian? What would you say if I came to you and I said, I don't know if I could, what would you tell me? Hmm. I would first start just encouraging from the start. I mean, just that you have the idea that you want something, that there's, there's a, even if it's just an inkling of a goal, like I, I think I can do that. Well, let's, let's change that thing into that. You know, you can do this, you know? So right. what, yep. what do you know will help you get there? Is it, you know, the proper coach? Is it the proper training partner? Is it the proper environment? You know, so it's, it's, um, first just encourage the idea. I agree. Cause, cause that's, that's the start. If, if someone says, yeah, that's, that's kind of far fetched, then it's done. Their, their idea has been squashed and no matter yeah. you know yeah. how badly they wanted it, all of a sudden they said, well, they don't, they don't believe in me. So having that first initial, yeah, let, let, let's do it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's showing that encouragement and that enthusiasm is going to, you know, just burn that fire a little bit more. So yeah. I, I would definitely say, yeah, just let's, okay, where do we start? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, well, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Um, and I, and I find that it's, it's very helpful with the, the people I get to work with every day. All, all my clients, they, they range from, you know, I, I do have some kids, um, in school. I have, um, their parents, I have, um, 
individuals that have disabilities. I have um, another kid with Down syndrome. I, I work with all sorts of people awesome. in all, all different type of activity level or ability. But if someone comes to me who is out of, out of shape and, and overweight and they have this lofty goal of, I want to run a 5K, I'm like, rock on. Okay, how far have you walked so far without stopping? You know, just let's, yeah. let's, let's do this. Here's our starting point. Can you, can you walk for, you know, three miles? Can we, can we walk three miles, you know, without stopping? You know, it's, and so it's, it's encouraging, you know, acknowledging that this is a, this is a great idea. Let's, let's build this idea. It doesn't necessarily have to have the end goal, the end time, you know, setting up, you know, we have to do it by this date. It's okay. Let's, let's go with it. How, how do we start? No, I agree. And, you know, nothing is better than just basics. You know, you said it, how far can you walk? Mm Mm-hmm. What are we going to add, you know, every week? We're going to add a minute, two minutes, five minutes. And, you know, it's amazing because if you get people hooked like that and they start seeing it and they start building confidence, you know, it's absolutely amazing in a year's time because you and I both know all this BS out there. Yeah, lose 30 pounds in 90. Yeah, okay. No. All right. That's all bull. We know that. And let, let's be honest with each other. You've been around enough of it. Um most of the people who they got on, they're all professional models. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're not coming from a sedentary life where they've got a beer belly or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or, you know, I, I've trained women here, you know, I can't get rid of, you know, my behind or all this. I'm like, well, what are you doing? You know, and, and it's like you got to kind of think what got you there, you know, and I have women will say to me, well, you haven't had kids. I said, well, I can't have kids. Number one, you know, I, (laughs) I, you know, but I understand where you're coming from, but why can't we start putting a plan together where gradually we improve? Mm -hmm. Now, when you can talk to somebody like that, they're going to be much more likely to say, okay, um, how do we get started here? Rather, more, more likely to stick with it if they know that you're behind them. They're exactly. Like, well, I, I don't totally. want to disappoint them. You know, totally. So. Well, and you know what? The get rich, it's like anything. Get rich schemes, lose weight schemes, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to love it. Um, you can build strength like you've been training for 20 years. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? It's like, And I would never say you can't do it to anyone. But, you know, the reason why you're a coach is to – Give them a little bit of realism, too, all right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to go out and try something like that and you haven't done anything of that magnitude ever or you haven't done anything in 20 years, chances are you might get into some medical problems real quick, you mm-hmm. know, and that's the idea. When you're a coach, that's your responsibility. But the responsibility, obviously, of the trainee is to, as the great Steve Jack would say, is they mm-hmm. need to shoulder some responsibility, too. That's it. Um, this is another one that, that I think is real interesting. I want to talk about, obviously, what you went through with Hodgkins. But let, let's talk about, too, I mean, I know it says uh, one of the things is you're a member of Team Highlander on the second season at NBC Spark. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that was so much fun. <laughs> uh, okay, now, is that still going on? No, they only had two seasons. Okay. I know, yeah, so it was a super bummer, but... Uh, yeah, uh, Dan McKim, he yep. was a pro. He retired last year, yep. but he gave me a call one, one evening and I remember I was traveling. I was uh, going back and forth to the state of Washington, but I remember he caught me in between flights 
And he's like, Adrian, give me a call when you get this. I have a something to ask you. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> really cryptic. I'm like, oh, gosh. All right. Hey, Dan, what's happening? And he's like, yeah, a producer contacted me about a, a TV show on NBC. And it's, you know, a Spartan race. I'm like, whoa, Dan, Spartan race? He's like, yeah, yeah. But it's a team atmosphere. And so we all do it as a team. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, are you interested? I'm like, um, Dan. I don't, I don't run. He's like, yeah. I'm 305 pounds. Yeah. I'm like, I've never done one of these things before in my life. He's like, neither have I. I'm like, I'm totally in. So yeah, yeah. I mean, just, we got together and uh, we had a group of four um, Highland Game pros. So two guys, two gals, um, yeah. myself and then uh, neighbors head and then um, Katie Crowley and then with Dan. And yep. then the show assigned us uh, a Spartan pro. So someone yep. who had been to races many years and, and had some experience. Um, and so it was only a couple weeks, mainly a few weeks before, um, from our notification to, to filming that we went to Atlanta. And um, if anybody's a big fan of Walking Dead, we were on the uh, <laughs> um, Terminus yep. Terminus, <laughs> Terminus set. Um, so it was, uh, Katie kind of freaked out because she's a big fan of the show. Yep. But um, yeah, and we did all the, the filming was done in three days. So an entire That's season awesome. done in three days. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's also from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. was all the filming because they, they could take advantage of the darkness and they could do the lighting as they wished. And so, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of behind the scenes things that was uh, really fun to, to be a part of. Yeah. Um, yeah. We went to a local CrossFit gym and we did some B roll filming of us just goofing off and, you know, pretending that we've been training together for years when this is like the first <laughs> time <laughs> us five really have ever worked yeah. out together. You know? Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Uh, so just seeing that the background of, of how a show is produced was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was, it was it was a great time, and and we couldn't have picked a better team. We we sync together like crazy. We just had a lot of laughs. Yep. And I really think we were the team that had the most fun on this show because everybody else, I think, they were a little too serious or a little yeah. too nervous or too you know in their own little box. But holy cow, Team Highlander was so much fun. Um, we did we did okay. <laughs> we yeah. Did yeah. One race. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the whole you know giant uh giant team highlander versus these teeny tiny um um mighty giants were yep. they were great they were great um we just were a little big for some of the um obstacles and that kind of slowed us down yep. but it, it didn't it didn't dampen our spirits at all we had a blast <laughs> is um can you is there any of that you think out on youtube i believe they still have some clips um i i there was some still on nbc not too long ago okay. um I'm gonna go. I'll have to look for them and throw them out up on Etched if I can find them. Oh, thanks. This was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, because Dan's been on here too. He's a great guy. Great sure guy. We've had you know him and Matt Vincent on and hey. just good stuff. Um, obviously now we're going to talk about Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma. Um, and obviously uh, we got into that on the last show a little bit, and um, you beat it, and that's a great yeah. thing. But Let's. I. I don't want. We don't have to drill real deep into it. But you know, I want people to realize that athletes get sick too, yeah. and they. Come I, mean, up I really and, was in the best shape of my life. Uh, yeah. This was in the fall of 2003. I yep. just come off an amazing season as you know, kind of a. I think it was my first really professional um, year as a thrower because I just um, finished my eligibility at, at Ashland University. So I was top three top four in the united states um you really need to be top three and get a standard and you're on the team so i was in a, a great holding pattern for the, the year to come so mm-hmm. fall 2003 getting ready for my fall conditioning um i thought i felt okay but as i started getting through some of the workouts there was one workout i i couldn't finish and that was just 
it was appalling. Like I, that's never happened to me before. You know, I've, I had to stop and, and I'm like, well, uh, maybe I'll finish it later, you know, and, and then it just felt terrible. Yeah. And while I was having a hard time sleeping, um, it just felt like I had a lot of pressure in my chest. Um, but all the while I was actually finishing up my student teaching. So I just, I, I timed it up right so that I could do my student teaching in the fall and graduate in December so that I'd have my whole outdoor season for, you know, to train for the trial. So I'd be done with school. And so everything was supposed to be lining up perfectly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I was just um, difficulty breathing, um, energy levels kind of eh. And so I went and I had um, I went to this um, the health center on campus, and they said, "Well, we'll send you to that local hospital, get a chest X-ray. Maybe it's some type type of bronchitis or something uh, respiratory issue." And so I got the chest X-ray. They sent it back. Said, "Yeah, you know, we probably there's something there, but we probably need a CAT scan just to be a little bit more sure." And at this point, um, Bill Gallagher was a head coach at Ashland at the time. And he had such a love for his throwers <laughs> and the post collegiates yep. that, that were training there that he would manage to start a track club through Ashland. And we had not only, you know, food service on campus, we had housing, and then also we had health insurance. Okay. And Bill, Bill Gallagher, he's brilliant. He really is. And um, and I'm so grateful for him because at that point, my health insurance had kicked in. So I yeah. said, you know what? I have this new health insurance. Let's go ahead and do this CAT scan. Absolutely. Fast forward just a couple of days, got the CAT scan. Um, I did student teaching in the morning, went back to the health center to get my results. And they're like, well, we don't really know what to tell you. Um, there's a mass covering two-thirds of your chest. Oh, my God. And you need to go see a thoracic surgeon. And at that point, I just was you know, dumbfounded. I'm like, okay, what's the next step? Is this, you know, what, what, what do I do? So I, I managed to, you know, get a hold of my family doctor get my, refer- my referral to a thoracic surgeon back home in Youngstown and went back um, to student teaching the next day, drove up to Youngstown right afterwards and um, saw this, this thoracic surgeon was, he was so kind and just talked to me in this nice, even tone. Okay, here's what's going to happen. You know, just from looking at your films here, it looks like you have, um, I'm, I'm 99% sure that you have Hodgkin's lymphoma, but we need to do a biopsy just to be short and we'll get you going. We'll get you started with some chemo and, and that's when the ball dropped. I'm just, you know, yep, yep. I, you know, it didn't even occur to me, you know, that that would that'd be, you know, cancer. You know, I was 23. I was in the best shape of my life. Yep. Um, ranked top three, top four in the United States. You know, my, my goal was all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, it thwarted. You know, I just, I, I didn't have that stability because everything just shattered. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, cancer. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, what does that mean exactly? You know, is this, is this just something that I you know, go visit the doctor once in a while, or is this, is this like in bed, sick, not moving, throwing up all the time, kind of sick. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was more of um, you know, a little bit of both. <laughs> I, um, I did have those horrible days. Um, I did have, you know, it was, it was, I, I think the most uh, important part of my, my, my recovery is the fact that I got to spend some of the time in Ashland and then some of the time at home. So I decided to have my chemotherapy back home sure. um, with my doctor there so my mom could um, take care of me. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. So I was with my mom for the first week, and then I would alternate to go to Ashland the next week and just kind of have you know, a little bit of normalcy. Yeah, and yeah. Take that step away from I was, I was sick at home. I had so many doctor's appointments. I felt terrible when I was at home, but when I was at Ashland, it was an off week. So I, I, I didn't have chemo that week. I just had tests, you know, and, and I was sort of better. You know, I, I was around my training partners. I was around 
my environment that I love so much, the training. And, yeah. you know, of course I didn't, I didn't train for the first three months. I just kind of, you know, fussed around a little bit and, you know, was supportive of my teammates while they were practicing. So I'd go to practice and, you know, it really kind of was a blur. I, I don't remember the first three months and, you know, they always say there's something called chemo brain and I, yeah. I yep. it's a thing. it really is. I mean, there's, there's bits and pieces of, of that time that I really don't remember. Um, well, let me let me ask you this, and I don't want I don't want to get too personal either. Yeah, fine. <laughs> but you know, I can't even imagine what that would be like. But coming from you know a very athletic family, doing spectacular and everything. What, what if if you can remember? I mean, is there anything that sticks out to you that said, "I'm not sure about this now." No. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure everybody asks, am I going to make it? Am I going to live? Whatever. But is there anything that you could put your finger on that was just prevalent in your mind all the time? Well, it was, it was wild because I, I just, I was so fixated on the trials the next year, yeah. you know, just a few short months later yeah. that I didn't really, you know, think about the alternative. It was That's just like, awesome. Yeah. Um, trials, trials, trials. This is what we're doing. This is, you know, when I was talking to the oncologist and the, the, the other surgeons, I'm like, so when can I train? And they they said, um, well, you're not really going to feel like it. And I said, but when can I train? You know, just like, I understand that this is going to be yucky, but am I, am I allowed to do this while I'm on chemo? And, and they said, well, you can do what you, you can, you know, it's just, <laughs> I love it because yeah, because you know what you did? It was like, they call a mind shift. Mm-hmm. I mean, you took where you could have sat there and said, I'm dead meat. You took and you went after that goal you wanted, and I, you know something? I'm no doctor, but I know one thing: how you think that might have been the thing that saved your life. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I did. You know, I, I did have kind of an epiphany after I was all done with. You know, when I was when I was well, when I was deemed cancer free, and I was kind of getting back into the normalcy of of life. And I think back, I'm like, huh. Yeah, yeah, that, that was actually kind of serious. <laughs> without <laughs> but, a doubt, without a doubt. You know, I, if I hadn't taken the right route of of you know oh, chemo. Yeah. i had options i had oncologies different you know different doctors i had you know if i didn't train if i you know didn't spend time in national you know I, I mean again the woulda coulda shouldas but i was really pleased how everything went of course <laughs> but i had the reality check that yeah you know it was yeah. pretty scary what what i went through and i didn't sure i didn't take into account everybody else's feelings <laughs> i was just so fixated yep. on yep. the trials that you know yep. my poor mother i'm sure she had Oh, nights yeah. and after nights of just worry and 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 I was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna go to bed. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, just you know, it it, it wasn't. <laughs> I was not fully aware of the actual reality of things. And yeah, but did you, ever, did you maybe? <laughs> well, did you ever think of this, Don? I'm sure you did. That probably saved your life. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's <laughs> um. I'm sure there's multiple things. What what do you think you took from that? I mean, obviously appreciation of life, which most people don't until they're told something like that. What is it? What is it you think you took most from that experience? Oh, I, I'm not sure if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I felt like I got more independent Yep. because I had so many people backing me up and I, I am so thankful for them. I am so grateful for every person who, you know, sent me a note or just, you know, talked to me or went to my doctor's appointments, you know, there, I had such an incredible 
community behind me the whole entire time I was sick. Yep. That's, you know, I, I do feel that I did push some people away just because I'm like, you know what? I got this, you know, this yeah. is, yep. this is my fight. You know, I don't want to bring you in this, you know, I don't, I, I would never want anybody else to feel this way. So, right. Right. you know, let me get this. I, I, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that there has been, you know, people in the past that I, I've heard because I was so just nonchalant about, Oh, don't worry about it. You know, I got this. Yeah. Um, no, but, no, I understand. I under- Hey, look, <laughs> the things we do, it does create an independence. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that. I've had that, you know, with relationships and all that. It's like what you said. People feel like you're pushing them away. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's ever like that. It's you, you know, when you understand a lot of like we talked about on the last show with the physical culture, with the belief system, the standards, all these different things that a lot of people don't really do or adhere to. It's a different life, okay? And, and and a lot of times things always start out great, but as things progress, you know, okay, well, I'm going to go do this today. Well, I want to go here, here, and here, or I want to go over to my friends with you. It's not that I would say no every time, but the focus in, in a lot of our lives, the way we do these things, when you're with somebody else or you're doing things with other people, you know, you're committed to that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a kind of guy that wants to be with anybody 24 seven. I, I don't think that's healthy anyways. That's just me talking. But what I'm saying is you're kind of, you know, as they say, you're, you're marching to a little bit of different beat. That doesn't mean that you don't love that person or you, or you don't want to hurt somebody that wants to help you out. It just means you march to a different beat. And mm-hmm. when you are more of an independent person, because you've had to do things that other people wouldn't get involved with for one reason or another, that 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 can kind of um, rock the cradle, as I say, you know. And, <laughs> um, you know, these things happen. But, you know, health, as we know, is first and foremost in your life. And if you don't have health, you don't have relationships, you don't have training, you don't have competitions, and I try to stress that on this show with every show, forget about everything else. If you're not healthy, you can't go and pick up groceries, okay? You can't mm-hmm. even get out of bed. You know, you you can't take care of your family. And, and it's too bad that there's just so many people out there that don't get this or don't care enough about it because I've met plenty of people that were diagnosed with things, friends of mine too, and some made it, some didn't. And the constant word was, words was, you know, I, I wish I listened to some people a little bit more or I wish I did something different. Well, you still got an opportunity. You're still standing and breathing, but, um, Unfortunately, sometimes the lessons you have to learn, um, you know, don't always work out for the longevity of people. So, yeah. no, I, I, I think it's that's a monster thing you did. Um, and, I mean, you're here to tell about it, and you're living the life you want to live. And, you know, down the road, I'm sure whatever's coming up next. And that that's going to be the couple last things before we wind up today is this. I think I asked you last time, and I don't remember – um, you know, I like to ask people, you know, who were some people you, you, you know, you admired growing up or today? It doesn't have to necessarily be in the strength world. Who, 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 I mean, if you had to do one, two right now, 
we're not going to hold you to it. But <laughs> who, who are a couple people that, you know, you felt really laid the mitt on you? You know, it was like, wow, they're right about this. And you wanted to go out and learn more about them. Or maybe you want to emulate some of the things. Just even one. Just lay one out. Um, for sure, my college coach, Judd Logan. Uh, he's uh, always been... You know, from the, the moment I met him, I'm just like, this this person is, is special. And uh, he has been, you know, just a father figure for me since sure. I lost my dad right before I, I went to Ashland. Um, yep. He's been a confidant. I've, I've called him, you know, even recently, you know, talking about things. You know, and, you know, even we talk about, like, cooking stuff, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just, sure. You know, it's, it's, it's fun um, to still have a, a nice relationship um, with the coach. But... It, it just went deeper than that because he was with me the entire time when I was sick. Yep. Uh, along that journey was, was so important because he was such a, he's just an incredible person and yeah. he treats everybody with respect. Um, and everybody has value. And, and, and I just I, love the way that he looks at a person and, and engages conversation with people because that's, people don't do that anymore. They, they just, they, yep. they talk at people and, and if you ever have a moment to, to share, you know, a conversation with, you know, Coach Logan, he just still is just so down to earth and, and clever and um, just a, a very good communicator. <laughs> no, I, I agree because I, I'll tell you this. Well, I'll tell you from my end, okay? If you're going to go out with a girl – especially, you know, the first time and the first few times, but you're always, I'm like that anyways. Um, it's all about them. You know, you want them to tell, you know, it's not about just you. And that's where people make a lot of mistakes. It's like whomever you're out with, you said the word, you know, you, you make them feel like they're the best thing that ever walked the earth, you know, because all of us are very unique. And that is something that is sorely missed, I feel, in life now. You know, you said people talk, but they don't communicate. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, but when you are with people, you know, make them feel like they're the most important thing in the world because there's an awful lot of people out there right now that are searching. I don't care what the media says or whatever. I meet enough of them out there, you know, and the, and the, the icebreaker with me all the time is, uh, you lift weights. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's the icebreaker. And then we get started and see if it's something that I want to be part of or not. Um, but you have an opportunity, you know, especially if they're interested in what you do and you have an opportunity to make them think. That's why I always say at the end of the show, you know, five words can change your life. And people are like, five words. Yeah, five words. Five words. You can say something that is going to make somebody maybe take a good look at themselves or maybe go out and look at whomever or whatever. Or you can say five words that will defeat them and finish them. Words have power. People understand. Words have power. They do. You know, and when you realize that, you know, know, my dad was a big thing with that. It's like, there you go. You put your foot in your mouth again, didn't you? You know? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, with Judd, it's a pretty interesting. He always had some type of lesson. I mean, we, we always had road trips because, yeah. you know, at small D2 school, we didn't have the big budget to take the flight. So we, we had a lot, of, a lot of long trips. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was funny, interesting, and, and just enlightening. He would tell 
stories about his family growing up and lessons he learned from his dad and he sure. passed them on to us. You know, my, my favorite one is just if you are going to go to a restaurant or if you're in some type of, um, you know, a service of any type and someone has a name tag or if someone yeah. introduces themselves, you know, address them by their name. You know, that's Absolutely. the simplest yep. thing ever is that, well, thank you, Mary. You know, I'm really looking forward to working with you today. And no. it's, it's very funny when, when even when I'm checking out the grocery store and I see the bagger and his name tags, I'll, you know, thanks James. And they have this look of shock on their face. Like, well, how do you know my name? <laughs> it's I like agree. Thing, but but yeah. Yeah, just, I want to, you know, he, he Judd has such a, a beautiful relationship with people that, it's it's so warm and inviting that that I want to make sure that I'm like that with people too because I I just truly admire that about him, uh, and the way he can connect with people and I, I just this this is a world that I think we've we've lost that you know and yeah oh I agree I'll I'll tell you a story quick and then I got one more question I I, I could talk to you a whole afternoon but here here here's the deal um I'll always be the first one if I saw you. I'd come up and put my hand out and shake your hand, introduce myself. Okay, I always do that. My, not much, not many people even know how to do those things. And then, secondly, this is this is a dad and mom story, which you were probably told the same thing. You know, we we always had dinner together, obviously, and big family, five, and then my parents. And you know, Jimmy was in a wheelchair, so that took a lot of the room up. Um, and they'd always be on our butts. Put your napkin on your lap. Mm-hmm. Bring your food to your mouth. You don't shovel. You know, <laughs> where to place your stuff if you're cutting things and blah, 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 right? And I used to be like, why we always got to do that? And the, it really pissed my father off big time. And my mother would end up like cutting them off and say, because someday you're going to be out with people, maybe a girlfriend. You're going to meet people for business, and you're going to know how to conduct yourself in a restaurant or anywhere in public. And I used to be like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so fast forward it now, 20 years. And my old job with doing all the mainframe IBM stuff, you'd have a lot of the people, you know, they'd come in and want to sell you this, that, and the other thing. Of course, they would take you to lunch. And we would always go to this place in Albany, which was a, a really high-class Italian um, eatery called Lombardo's, and I I got to know the guys down there. I still do. I still go down there. And I'm telling you right now, Adrian, my God, you would think my mother and father were standing behind me, <laughs> and and you'd see these people that were highly educated, don't know how to put a napkin on. You know, you could get one of those bibs with a white shirt, no problem. But <laughs> sure. they would take they would take the they take the napkin and fold and, and put it in the collar of their shirt. I'm saying my father would yell at him right now, but whatever. And then you'd see people how they eat and shovel food, not know how to hold the fork, not ha- not know how to properly put the, the utensils down. Now, most people today would say you're full. Of, you know what? You're picky. No, it it it, it lends to you. You know, you don't necessarily have to go out and do whatever with somebody. You can just tell by mannerisms, okay? And I know a lot, too, because I get it with, with if I go out, date, or whatever. Well, you don't have to hold the door for me. I'm like, but I do. That's mm-hmm. the way I was taught. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, I talk to girls a lot. I talk, you know, and you listen to different things, and I know for a fact 
there's an awful lot of women out there that like to be treated like that. You know, it's just, it's like everything we talked about before, media, this and that. Oh, I don't need that and this and that. Okay. But there's an awful lot of people that still like a little bit of tradition. And I, I that's just me. That's the way I was brought up. Could I be rude and slam the door? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that isn't going to reflect on me. All right. And everything I'm involved in, especially with the media I do, is a reflection. You don't want that to come back at you five years later and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So I'm always very cognizant. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. I'd love to say I am, but I'm not. But the point of the matter is the little things that they're telling you really are going to come full circle when you're a little bit older and you're out in the world. And, you know, I sit at that table and watch it, and I'm, like, laughing to myself. I'm like, holy God, they were both right. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's the way it is, just like your coach and everything. It's the stories. It's it's the little things you think that are nothing that end up mattering the most. Mm-hmm, you sure. know, like that. Go ahead and comment, and then I've got one more question for you if you want. Oh, sure. Um, just, yeah, and it's just, you'll, you'll find people along the way that just make a special impact on yep. you and, and how you want to move on with that. If you, if you want to take that, that experience and, and share it with somebody else, or if you want to adjust the way you treat people or, you know, look at a certain situation that, that maybe you really were wrong about it all along, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I love just meeting new people and, yep. and finding some connection, no matter how, how small, um, and just run with it. You know? No, I, I, Hey, you're not going to get any argument from me. That's, I think, the whole meaning of life. Um, learn. Learn from your experience. You never know. As Doc Ridge used to say to me, who I love like a father, because I lost my father long before I met him, and he was like the age of my pop. And I remember him saying, because we used to have these really deep conversations about things, and I used to do my best to piss him off sometimes, too, just to see if I could get to him. And we, ne- I never left, whether I was down at his home with he and his wife or, um, you know, the chiropractic practices, even if we had kind of like some heat going, never left there or pissed off at him or anything. And he, same way with me. And I remember him saying to me, you know, and he was from um, New Hampshire, so he sounded just like my father from being from Boston with that accent. <laughs> Boston. <laughs> yeah, Boston, you know, the whole deal. Pock the cot, the whole deal. And he, he said to me, Eric, he goes, I'm going to give you some of my mother's wisdom. And I was like, lay it on me. He said, if you're lucky to meet one person in your life that is a true friend, you're a man that's got gold. Because I'm telling you right now, that is is something that is very hard to come by. I never forgot that. I was like, he is right. He is right on the mark. Because, you know, we meet a lot of acquaintances. We have a lot of people go in and out of us like the wind. And that, I guess, is how life is. And that, and it's, it's that way. But I think it's great to meet somebody in your life that you don't have to worry about what you say. Um, you can talk about things that, a lot of people won't talk about, you know, or, or, or they've buried or whatever. And, you know, just simple things, you know, like John and I would, that was John Ridge, my chiropractor. You know, we talk about life and, and friendships and relationships and what was going on and this and that. And whether we agreed with each other or not, we never, we never became enemies or, you know, used 
vulgarity on each other and things like that. But he was the kind of guy that you don't meet. You don't meet people. I haven't met anybody like that since we lost him four years ago. Mm-hmm. I might not ever either. But it was just like, here's a guy that was just, I don't know. He, you know, he was very connected. I know he, he you know, he was a big guy with God and all that. Um, but he never laid any of that on you, you know, like, you know, you got to, and I didn't care if he did anyways, cause I respected the hell out of him, but just someone that when you talk to him, you wanted to be around, like you shared things that were, you know, like we'd sit out in the front porch and he'd have like, uh, you know, he'd make lemonade and we'd sit on the chair and just bullshit about nothing until we went in and he worked on me and stuff. And it's like I said, those little things that you don't think about that really, really matter, matter. And it's like, and he's right. If you meet one person in your life, you're very blessed. And I think that's it. Um, you can comment on any of that. But the last question I got, too, is this. What do you got going in 2019? I mean, uh, and we won't go any further than that in the next <laughs> show. Um what, 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 where, where are you seeing yourself, uh, you know, maybe a short-range goal, long-range goal, whatever you want to lay out, hit it? Uh, well, let's see. Um, my life revolves around my work, so I, I train people, so I'll be working a lot. <laughs> um, I also get to have the awesome opportunity to work with our military. So I work with the, um, our wounded, Ill, wounded, ill, and injured soldiers um, yep. as part of the Warrior Games and then also the Invictus Games this past couple of years. And so I get to teach them how to throw the shot put and discus and also oh, powerlifting. Awesome. And uh, so I, I also coach adaptive sports. So uh, with all that, and I also have a Highland Games. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, because... um, I'm coming up on a year of my, my hip repair of last year. So yep. uh, I'm still a little behind in where I'd like to be as far as strength levels go. So my short-term goal is just to, well, I guess it's more of a long-term goal, is just to, to regain some strength and, and just the overall stuff. Um, bigger squat, bigger deadlift, bigger bench, you know. <laughs> That's what we all want. So I feel like I'm kind of starting to scratch again uh, right now. I didn't really have much of a a strength base after I I got ready for my season because I kind of cut my (laughs) rehab. I was kind of accelerated. So I went right into competing. So now I'm going to really focus in on just getting my strength back and and having a a stronger season. Yeah. Um, So I'll compete. Um, I have a Highland game in January in Orlando. It's a super fun game. It's a it's a team um, atmosphere, so that's it's very rare to have a team one, but it's it's super fun. And I will have my army trials coming up in March, where I'm going to work with my athletes my, for the adaptive sport. Okay. After that, it's going to be mostly mostly work, and then also getting ready for my Highland Games season, and do a little bit of traveling here and there as far as to to go to Highland Games. Um, the Warrior Games will be in it's hosted by SoCom in in Tampa, so that'll be in June. Yep. And man, just. Go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, live, live, live. That's yeah, what it's all it. about. Um, I'll say one thing. Isn't life great? It is. It really is. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why people aren't screaming that from the rooftops. Yeah. That's what I say. Um, anything else you want to summarize? Go ahead. Um, give out any information you want to give out. I will give mine out. Just hang on the line if you would, please. Yeah, feel free to find me on Instagram and check out some of my adventures. Um, I just got back from Australia and Fiji and Hawaii. They actually paid me to coach out there. It's pretty nice. awesome. No, it was actually a really, really great experience. I, I met some fantastic people. Um, people in Australia are just incredible. So it's the kindest people I've ever met. And I just I had such a great time uh, coaching 
you know, other athletes from other services too. But um, I love my army team. Go army. <laughs> hey, you know what I want to ask you too, being that being that you're a world traveler. If the if you ever left the United States, is there any favorite place you wouldn't mind living, or at least trying for say three months, say or a month? Wow! Oh man! I bet nobody ever asked you that question. No. Oh. Well, I was so close to New Zealand when I no was in kidding. Australia, but wow. I, I'd love to check out New Zealand. But um, also, I uh, went to Spain in my senior year in high school with the Spanish. Nice. <laughs> nice. So I would, I would like to, I'd like to check out Spain again. Spain is um, I, I, I'm looking at depending on what's going on. I want to go learn how to basque lift. So uh, oh. I, I want to go to Spain too. That's oh. one. That's that's on the agenda. Um, you know, obviously Iceland to finish off the Husafell. Yep. I want to go to Lotra, obviously, because that's where I think the initial tear happened. Ah. Whether I whether I can get there or not, we'll see if we got enough time to get over on the other side of the fjords. Oh, you'll make um, time. You know, um, <laughs> obviously uh, the invitation to come to Scotland, the gathering would be a great thing in August. Obviously, the Shanks have. Uh, you know, uh, Heather will say, we got a room for you when you're coming, you know, go lift the shank stones. There's stuff in Japan that dates back to the Shaolin temples where the stones are still there. And obviously Spain, because I think Basque lifting would kick, you know, what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. period. So, <laughs> so I, you know, like all of us, I've got lofty goals, but I plan on doing every one of them before they say goodbye, son. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. So that's it. But anything else you got? Ah. Oh. Man, I just, I do love life. I love all the opportunities that I've had. And, and, and yes, if there's an opportunity coming my way, 99% chance I'll take it. <laughs> I'm, sure you, I'm sure you will. Yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not? I mean, um, you lived through some hell. You came back from it. And persistence is the key. And uh, I'm a person the same way. It's like, um, it's very frustrating to hear the other side of the coin. But, um Damn, man. You know, the uh, the alternative, I don't know what it, what happens then, and someday I guess I will find out. But right now, um, I want to grab life right by the throat and just take everything I can, man, and give back, too. But, geez, man, the opportunities you got, I, I, I don't know. I'll never understand it. But, you know, we'll end here on that note where, you know, anybody – you know, if you think life's bad, it's not, and you should really rethink what you want to do, who you want to be, and where you want to go. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that want to be entrepreneurs. I will tell you, and I'll keep telling you, no matter what you hear, if you've got something you love to do and you have a burning desire to do it, that is a huge piece of it right there. And remember this, I think I put this in in a post, or I was going to do it, um, never, ever quit. Never quit, because I'm telling you right now, not only does that create bad patterns, but once you become a quitter, you know, um, you're going to persist like that. And anything that's worthwhile is not going to be easy. Uh, I, I mean, anybody that tells you, you know, you can lose 30 pounds in 90 days and be ripped and trimmed, Think about that before you would say, Eric, you're full of what? Um, think about all those things. You need to take the first step. The first step is, what do you want to do? Do I need help to do it? 
If I do, am I going to shoulder responsibility? You start answering the bell like that, I guarantee you 2019 will be the biggest year of your entire life, and who knows and where it will all lead to. That's the most important thing. So, Adrian, um, have you put everything out? Say anything you want, and I'll, I'll go from there. Oh, I can chat on forever, so I'll save that for next time. <laughs> okay, you got it. You got it. So this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to uh, FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champs, Inc. Also, to invest in the business. There's a $25, $50, and $100 PayPal. Um, it, divide that over a year's time. It's peanuts. Um, so anything that you would like to help out with, we would appreciate. Also, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. I will have this podcast up tomorrow. So I hope this is one of many, many, many we do with Adrian. Um, it's just very important to have people of this mentality and this hunger. Um, and obviously, they give it their time. I mean... Um, that, that's what we were talking about. I mean, there's a lot of good people out there. Don't think the world is as wrecked as you're told all the time. It's far from it, and you can go out and find what you need. Don't be shy and don't be afraid. Obviously, too, um, sign up for our free newsletter at MotivationMuscle.com. Um, that goes right to, out to my MailChimp account. Boom, there you are. Also, too, uh, invest in Motivation Muscle. Um, you can get a hold of me via my telephone. Um, I'll speak to you. If you're in New York, I will come and meet you and shake your hand, look you dead in the eyes. Um, also, too, our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Don't forget, if there's a show you like Adrian and I to do, Fiorella Barbell at nightcap.rr.com. Also, too, um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten with everyone. Um, we are on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts, among many others. I put down everywhere where we are. I'm all over the place on all different platforms. If you'd like to get Eminem in your car, that's AHA directory. That's called AHA. You can get us in your car 24-7. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, remember what I just said. Five words can change your life. And I'm dead serious. We know we both, Adrian and I said, words have power. Never forget that. You can't be 100% perfect. None of us are. But think about what you're going to say to someone, especially when you're in a rage. Walk away because you can't take that stuff back. Even You can apologize to, you know, that's the thing with everybody. They think they can give you an apology and everything's all right. I'll accept your apology. That doesn't mean I want to have a damn thing to do with you again. You know, so think about what you say. It's very, and to yourself, especially. Also, too, as my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. As I said, you never know what people are going through, and this time of year is very, very hard on a lot of people. So think about that. It's it's not hard to be kind to somebody, believe me. Even if they're not real kind to you. You do your job. That's the best thing, and that's the way it is. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. The great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher by the name of Domination in Blood Red. We dominate everything, okay? We clear-cut the field. We don't follow anyone. 
dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. Russell Fur, who's been listening to the show forever, says, when I listen to your show, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave, and it's getting higher and wider because you know why? Eminem's taking the world, folks. When you got people like Adrian and all the other people that have been on here, past, present, and new, you look at our um, Etched in Stone page, you know, the amount of people that are coming in there. John McKean, possibly one of the greatest writers in strength, saying to me last week, you know, he put in a thing about using bands with isometrics like we talk about with squatting and everything. He said to me, you're the only forum that's worth even putting articles or listening to what you say. He said, you are the real thing. He said, you're a throwback to the days of Perry Raider and things of that nature. I mean, you talk about a compliment, but John is a class act. And John is my friend and family, believe me. And I am so happy to do things with him among a lot of people. I'm very blessed. And I say that all the time, all the time. And believe me, you've got to start thinking like that. It's not as bad as you're being told or what you think. Also, too, um, Frank Klein, my greatest college professor in business. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. And John Ridge, as I said, my greatest chiropractor and a father figure. He'd walk every patient in the door. It didn't matter how busy he was. And he'd say to him, keep smiling. Try that on your best or worst day. I mean, I got to grin right now from ear to ear. Even if you're not having a good or bad, whatever you're having, walk around and just say, keep smiling. Watch. You know, I talk about the shift mentally. You will mentally shift. Say something just happened and it really has got you upset. Sit there and say, keep smiling. You're going to change your whole focus. That's what you need to do. Stop carrying around these big pieces of, of just gunk in you that just can't get you anywhere. you got to think 2019 where we're going to go and how we're going to change everyone, and especially the kids. You need to plant these fertile seeds between their ears, meaning your subconscious mind. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell 100 or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof right off your house. Stick with us. Join us. You need us, and we need you, and that's what we want to do for the next 30 years. And before I sign off with Adrian, I'll say this. Remember this. Life is asking something from you. You can ask from life, too. But isn't it great to go out and just do something spectacular and just be quiet about it? You know, you don't need to go out and brag to anybody. Your words and your deeds will speak louder than anything you could ever say. So think about that. Adrian, honor. Um, it's great to have you in the family. I got to tell you. you so um, it was a lot of fun. It, it, you're very interesting to talk to. And um, that's what we want here. And that's what we're doing. So thanks again. Um, and one more thing. You're all winners. You're all champions. You're all unstoppable. And you were made to succeed. And you can do that. So anybody that's telling you anything different, do what I tell you to do for a change. Get away from them. Doesn't mean you lo- you don't love them or whatever, but you need to take care of yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually. And that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to make hard choices sometimes to get to where you want to get. Don't be afraid, folks, because you can do it. So for Adrian Wilson, this is Eric Fiorello. This show will be up Sunday at some point. 
Um, and we'll have her back on next year, and we'll get into some more great stuff. So have a great weekend, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. And thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.